Well, welcome back to the Trinity Church Walks at You podcast. This is the Pastors Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Rob Price, along with our campus pastor, Lennon Nolan. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Rob. Thanks for uh, thanks for resuming this. It's good to be it's back. A good break. Now we're back at it. And uh, good weekend recap here. We had a really fun message on Sunday from a guest speaker. He was kind of a carryover. You mentioned, you kind of said, hey, would you mind kind of staying around? So tell us about Mr. Ken Wilgus. Yeah, you know, Dr. Ken Wilgus, he is a... Um He's a he's a therapist, but a therapist who absolutely loves the Lord. And so we talked about in camp, you know, on our campus before bringing him in that we had heard about him through Focus on the Family, found out that he practices in Plano, relatively local. And so we brought him in for a parenting seminar on Saturday, had about 50 of our parents there. And I'm telling you, Rob, it was a wild success. Uh, it, is, it is one of the favorite things I've ever done in ministry. What? Was for those who couldn't make it, which would be me, what was the tone? Were there breakout sessions at all? Was it a forum? Like, walk us through what it felt and looked like there. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty straightforward uh, seminar setting. We had eight tables. We did it in the sanctuary and uh, just set up eight round tables and we had refreshments out and everything. And he did three sessions uh, back to back to back with intermissions in between, coffee, yada, yada. And then um, over lunch, he did a question and answer session that easily could have gone on for another hour and a half. People were just firing questions. And whenever you've um, whenever you've done therapy with teenagers and, you know, children and parents for 30 something years, he said, it's very difficult to be asked something that I haven't encountered frequently. And it was it was so helpful. And I think um, parents left with a lot of hope and encouragement. What would you say was the average age range of the parents? Were they mostly in their early mid 20s? Did you have folks up? you know, in their 50s or kind of what was the, the age of the, of, of the room? I, somehow the, I'd say it ranged between 25 and 40 for the most part. And so you really are kind of looking at younger parents that were present. Um, that's that's for the most part, though. We had we had some of our, you know, in our church, we have a few incredible couples who are parenting again. So we had some grandparents who are parenting their grandchildren. Um, pretty good representation. What were some of the top two or three questions. You mentioned a bit about it, but kind of walk us through the main topics that kept coming up that were initiated from, from the audience. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the questions was about monitoring my daughter's text and finding out that she had been um, interacting with this boy who was trying to get her to go down a wrong road. And um, what are your thoughts? Should I do that? You know, Dr. Wilgus is kind of, um, I guess, a, a, a Kind of a proverbial philosophy he tries to impart to parents is the idea of planned emancipation. And he said, today, parents tend to feel like they have to white knuckle it and hold on to every freedom. And it's sort of a, as long as you're in my house and I'm going to monitor everything you do. And really what he says is that the safest time to give freedoms to an increasing degree is while you have influence and you're present in their life. That's great. And he says, so you've got to give them the opportunity to have real freedoms, again, by degree as they get older. And as you've given over those freedoms, you have position to talk about it. And he says, as where, if if it's my house, my rules, and whenever you get out, you can do whatever you want. He said, well, they're probably going to do a lot of whatever they want anyway. They just know they can't talk to you about it. And then that door is closed. So it was really, um, it, it was it was challenging is what it was, but it was incredibly insightful. 
So were there any of the kiddos there, some junior high kids or high schools or even elementary kids kind of in the back of the room listening, or were they not really invited to that? To oh, that they, were, they were not invited. No, but <laughs> what we had was um, all of our generational pastors, you know, Pastor Natalie with kids, uh, Pastor Brian with youth. Uh, they had distinctive programming for the kids in our church of that age. So it was really the whole day was a win kind of across ministries. It was great. Cool. Awesome. Very good. And then you want to talk about Sunday morning you as well. Yeah, well, I want to talk about you, the teacher of, of this Sunday morning you class, this blood covenant class you're doing. Just how's it how's it going? We are three weeks in and I'm absolutely loving it. I have taught this subject at when I was pastoring a staff pastor in Indianapolis, Indiana, and taught it for years there and quite a few years, probably 10 plus years at, at the mothership in Cedar Hill and love my time there in the legacy room and the heritage room and the prayer room. But being in the Sunday U Cafe with the 25 to 45 people, we can fit a few more. So come on, we can fit up to a few more, but it is Not going too late. outstanding. I'm really feeling the energy of folks pull it out of me that when you teach or when you preach, as you know, you're very aware of the audience of the room and they can pull more anointing out of you as they're responding to you with their questions, their body language, their reactions. And so I'm doing all I can to prepare the content of what a covenant is, how it works, illustrating the covenant and the whole Mephibosheth, Jonathan, David story. And it's been a lot of fun. And people seem to be like having those jaw drop moments like, wow, this is the gospel. I'm like, yeah, this is the gospel message. Yeah. Blood covenant is where it's at. Yeah. I really feel like this is one of the unique opportunities of being Trinity Waxahachie is our our proximity to an Assemblies of God University down the road. And because of that, uh, people like you in our church, it's why we call our Sunday school Sunday you, <laughs> because we have a bunch of professors in our church. And, and I think, again, it's just it's one of the great blessings of being where we are. So thank you, Rob. It's Sunday mornings, 9 to 9.45. If you come early, 8.45, grab a couple of donuts, cup of coffee. But we start teaching promptly at 9 o'clock, and we end promptly at 9.45. Yeah. Thank you for doing that, Rob. So if you hadn't come yet to Sunday U, you should uh, give it, check it out. And uh, Dr. Bartel's coming back soon from uh, his you know, his winter getaway or his summer getaway. I think he's in whatever. hibernation somewhere in Montana. Yeah. He wakes up soon. They, they're going to wrestle him back to life. So. And, the, and then the gray bear will come back and, and he'll uh, teach. It'll be fun. Okay. You mentioned uh, here in the notes, new day at Trinity Church, Waxahachie. What does that mean? Yeah. If, unless, you're, unless your head is buried under a pillow in service, and how could it be? Because uh, you're at service. But Rob, how, are you noticing just so many new faces, new people, who are coming to our campus. I'm noticing at around 10, 15, by the second song in, I kind of like arch my neck back to the left, you know, like just, just kind of read the room. And yeah. it's packed out. Yes. And even the balcony is starting to get packed out. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, Pastor, numbers aren't everything, but on a Sunday morning, you know, as a former staff pastor, you kind of do the head count because it does bring energy and life to the room mm -hmm. and this more engaging worship, better, uh, I think, sermon preaching time, better response time. So then people are engaging, they're being friendly, both before service, after service. And 
I just think we are we reached a new day at at, at this at this location. I, th- I think we have. I hope we have. I, th- I think we have. And so I just want to encourage you that as you see new faces, remember what it was like to be the new face. Sometimes we forget what it was like to be new somewhere. Great. And whether somebody turns around and shakes your hand or not, um, kid, it's the difference in feeling welcome or like you showed up somewhere you shouldn't have. And uh, anyone that shows up at any church anywhere should have showed up. And so, yeah, let's make uh, let's make these new faces uh, feel welcome. And hopefully we will become friends who become family over time. I'll give you an example, gang, is a few weeks ago, I noticed, I think it's after, after I did uh, offering, I walked back to my seat and saw a guy with a Regent University golf shirt on. And I made a note, see him after service because I went to Regent University. Service ended, you closed us out, and he was a road to in front of me. I approached, approached him. And we have commonalities from Indiana. We know the same people from Indianapolis. And, of course, Regent was a great talking point. Met his wife, his kids. One of his kids is one of your worship leaders. And I was just like, this, I have a new friend. We exchanged cells, cell phone numbers. We're going to mm-hmm. have coffee. All because I, I thought, this guy has a Regent shirt on. I would like to meet this guy. We're the same age. Just being friendly, you never know these divine appointments. He's looking for a job teaching, so he's got a doctorate degree and uh, organizational leadership. So do that, gang. You never know when you're supposed to actually go talk to people because it create an appointment that God wants to set up. Yeah, if you've been at the church for a week longer than somebody you meet, you have you have some insight and you have the ability to make somebody feel at home. So let's do that. Okay, announcements. We have Communion Sunday coming up this weekend, February 5th. And I've heard a little rumors told me that we're going to go back old school and actually do like the old cups and actual crackers, not just a little prepackaged thing. And not that's a small thing, but is this, is, this a, is this a truth or a rumor? No, this is the absolute <laughs> truth. Because, you know, those prepackaged things, they require at least an associate's degree in engineering to get them open. So that's the first <laughs> thing. They're so frustrating. Also, this Sunday evening coming up is membership class. That's going to be from 530 to 730. So we're going to email Isaac at imartinez at trinitychurch.org. Let them know you want to come out there. And if you've got a wife or kiddos want to come with you, and I do, is there going to be child care provided? There is child care provided. Yes. So um, kids will be taken care of. And dinner. And dinner. Dinner's taken care of as well. And so, yeah, if if you're ready to take that next step of of becoming a member, would love to be, let you you hear the vision of the church, where we're headed. no church is exactly like the church that we went to before. And so we may be about the same king, but um, there's some things that are unique to the family. And if you're new to the family, I'd love you to hear what those are. I still remember back in 2006 when we were invited, my wife and I, Sharon, were invited to the membership class at the Cedar Hill campus. And Pastor Jim and Becky had meals and they spoke with us and a handful of other couples for about an hour or so just about their vision, why they came here, the four core values. It was like I got the intel I needed, the information I needed, and it kind of sold us. So if you are thinking about becoming a long-term attender, i.e. member, you really need to avail yourself and come here, Lennon's heart, and just talk to him, ask him questions. He'll be prepared to give you like where we're going, where we've been. And you, you, you owe it to yourself. Don't just sign the sheet of paper. Connect for membership class this Sunday night. Yeah. And so uh, that's about it, Rob, really. I just wanted to touch a little bit on the uh, life group notes going into this week. And a reminder, right, that the life group notes are always available at trinitywax.info. So some of the questions that when you do meet this week for life groups, 
you may open up this week and just say, hey, what's something good that happened to you this week? And you suggest maybe, well, for you, it's meeting Dr. Wilgus and maybe for other folks as well. Well, it certainly was. It certainly was for me. But the thing about this kind of question, Rob, is what people consider the highlight of their week. It's a great way to get to go deeper in friendship with somebody. So it's it's nothing more than a warm up question. Right. But whenever I hear like what got you excited this week, I get to know you better. One question may ask, I'll let you answer this one, Pastor, is what do you think Paul is communicating to us by using the image of putting on clothes in the verses that we see in, in Colossians 3.12? And you may want to read that as well. And then talk about showing intentionality there. Yeah. So um, Dr. Reynolds this week has written us a, a lesson, and um, and it's called Getting Dressed for Church. And uh, the idea is focused on these these verses from Colossians chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved— Put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And so that's the that's really the core passage of the of the Bible study this week. And um the biggest thing for for these life group notes, Rob, is that whenever we're going into a, a life group, we want to go to trinitywax.info. Uh, we want to read through the lesson before we get to the group, because whenever we get to the group, uh, the idea is to bring our insight to one another. Now, these lessons, they're just two or three pages, but it's good writing. It's good Bible study. And so if we just spend a little time going through these notes, uh, it's a devotional. So good lesson, yep. good life groups good. this week. It's a good week, Rob. Okay. I think it wraps up for this podcast edition of the Pastors Podcast. We'll see you next time right here. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow. Tell your family and friends who attend the church to check out the Trinity Church Box at you podcast. God bless. Bye-bye.